What's up? My name is Mikhail Kuha and this is The Project. These are the conversations I wish I was exposed to when I was younger. It's a chance for you to think differently. It's permission for you to chase the shit you love doing in life. So grab a cup of coffee, turn up the treadmill or down. And if you're in the office, put in those headphones and stop listening to your damn co-workers because we're about to go in on another episode of The Project Podcast with your host, me, Mikhail Kuha. There is a place in life that a lot of people never even speak about. It is known as the void. And it is a place where you go from a chapter, a season, a specific point in your life, and you want to make change for something different. And what happens is during this place of where you are to where you currently want to be, you will experience something known as the void. I actually saw Joseph Mentzel speak about this on a podcast, and it just summarized it so well. The void essentially is that gap between learning new skills, becoming a new person, immersing yourself in a new environment and friendship groups to be someone and do something different. And the void is that time between getting from where you are to where you want to be. One of the aspects of this is a massive amount of change internally and externally. The things you do, the, the conversations you have internally, the thoughts you have, the feelings you feel, and the thought, the beliefs you have around yourself. It's, it's this place in time where so much uncertainty and self-belief can actually get questioned because you've immersed yourself so long in an environment, in a job, into a friendship circle, where you know who you are in that friendship circle. You know where you stand with the people around you. The job you've had for four, five, ten years, you're, you're on autopilot almost. So there's a lot of certainty, safety, comfort in these places. It's human nature to evolve and grow. If you look at anything in nature, if it's not growing, it's dying. Like if a plant stops growing, it's decaying. It'll naturally die. If a river stops flowing, it will slowly turn to mold. It will become less healthy. It needs flow. It needs energy. If a person is to stop moving, their arms, legs, whatever, will begin to atrophy. This is why we have this internal resistance inside when we're not physically challenged physically mentally emotionally challenged in a role we have in life whether that's we seek out external challenges and things in our personal life through fitness or personal development relationships and also in a workplace as well this is that feeling that a lot of people will have after years of doing the same thing they need something new they need something exciting and you can listen to that voice or you can continue to quiet it and I truly believe a lot of reasons why people have what we know as a midlife crisis is they quiet this voice. They suppress and repress from it through so many different means. It could be through drugs. It could be through alcohol. It could be from sex. It could be from burying yourself in work. It could be video games, YouTube, Netflix, porn, whatever that is. These are, these are things to distract and suppress ourselves when we have a certain emotional feeling coming up. Because... One of the things about emotions and feelings is that it always starts with a sensation. It starts with a feeling of something or a thought. And what happens is that comes up and we, we, we act on it. And this is what creates habits and patterns in our life. You know, I, I'm a big believer that the heroin addict is the same as the porn addict, is the same as the caffeine addict, is the same as the obese person who, who soothes and numbs themselves with food. 
you know, all of those things, the underlying issue could be the same thing. It could be a very low lack of self-worth. Yet the packaging it comes in can be very different every time. A little bit off topic on that one. But to bring it back to the point, the, the void is something I heard Joseph Menzel speak on a podcast. And Chris Williamson may have even mentioned it as well. And it's that place in time when you're looking to become someone else, but you're not the person you want to be yet. It can be a very lonely road, especially for people who are looking to do the new business thing. Because all of a sudden, you you have these things that are ins and outs, you know, the things that are out are the things you're no longer giving time, energy to. And the things that are in, these could be new things that maybe you're not that good at. And sometimes these things, activities, um, online courses, seminars, the university of YouTube, whatever it is, whatever medium that is, mentors you choose to pursue, whatever medium you use to pursue this goal, it will require different versions of you. And this can also require you stepping away from friendship groups. It can have you stepping away from professional relationships as well. It can rub up against the wrong way on family members who want the best for you. But what the, what the best for you in their eyes is what they would have wanted for themselves projected onto you. And you might know this conversation with family and friends. They just, they care for you. Most of the time, they care for you. And it's comes from a place of them wanting you to be safe. And when you lean into a new business idea, when you lean into a new uh, venture, when you take a risk, they want you to be safe. So they'll see that as an example and a potential threat in your life. And it could even threaten your relationship as well. Because when you start to hold a higher standard in your life and the things you commit to, the things you do, your fitness, your nutrition, your relationships, it holds up a mirror to them. And when they start to see you acting in this way, it can bring up a few things for them. And this is why, you know, like um, people can be in friendships and one friend's like just really like dials down their nutrition and starts losing weight. And every time they go out, they're asking about what oils are used. They're asking like if it's salted, they're asking how it's cooked. Um, they're asking if it's grass fed, like all these things. And it can trigger the other person because it's, it's, it's reminding them how unconscious they are of all these things in the world. And once, once we bring awareness to this in others, there's an integration process where it's like the ego wants to, wants to be right, always wants to be right, always wants to defend. And sometimes other people can show us that what we've been doing isn't right. And that very much ties into business. Like hypothetically, if you walk if you grow up with a friend and you're you both got been say a carpenter and a plumber and they've both gone off their avenues and they've been doing trades and you catch off for beers every weekend, like one friend could say to another they want to build an econ business. Like they've seen the potential, they know someone who's done really well. And then what can happen here is when you start to see success, your friend can then start to have resentment. Because the ego wants to be right. The ego wants to be right that the thing I've committed five years to, this is the thing. This is this is the correct avenue and path. And if you didn't think it was the correct avenue and path on some level, you wouldn't be doing it. So actions speak louder than words. You could sit here and say, like, I don't believe in the the corporate system, yet you could be in a corporate job for 10 years. So it's like, no, it's, it's a nice thing to say, but you don't truly believe that because what are your actions when it comes down to it? So if a friend 
goes out and starts their business on someone something they truly love and they're passionate about and they start to see results, other friends and family members and people around them can start to hold resentment because this is, the, this is what we talk about, the mirror. This begins to hold up a mirror to them because they all have that little voice that they're not listening to. They all have that little voice of the things that truly light them up that they're not pursuing. And what happens is when we see someone else do well, not we, most of us, when we see someone else do well, we could harbor resentment to them because there's unfulfilled dreams inside of us that we're not stepping into. And this is when we step into the void. This is why it is so difficult for us to make change externally, especially in a business standpoint or a passion project, because we are saying we want something. We are not yet the person we need to be to attain it, to build it, to monetize it. Because if you were the exact person you needed to do, if you had all the skills, the copywriting, the marketing, the sales, the the offer creation, uh, all of that, if you had all of that, you would already implement because you know what to do. But if you don't have that, you won't be implementing it. So where you are right now, it's very easy to be able to, to compare yourself to where you want to be and feel very disheartened. And you have a bunch of people around you that could, could, I'm not saying everyone, partly be invested in you, this not working out for you. Not because they don't want you to succeed, but they don't want to be reminded what is possible. Because if you pull this off, it'll remind them that they've been playing small and they haven't been leaning into the things they really love in life. This could be a really hard thing to hear. I know in my life, full transparency, there's been times when my friends around me have done really well. And I've thought to myself like, oh, it's only because um, they, they had these friends. Oh, they got lucky on this. Their, their parents gave them some money at the start. But I also know a lot of people where, not a lot of people, I know a few people where parents have given money to them and it's just been burnt away. Like it, it was nowhere in six months. So the question comes to like, everyone wants, I, I feel like a lot of people go through that stage in their twenties where they're, they're looking around at like, well, look at what other people's families can give them. Like if they have the money, they'll have the head start. Well, yes, it will create a lot more opportunity, but if you're not the person you need to be, you'll still go back to zero. So if you're not the person you need to be and you get the money, you will still return to zero. Like, I'm a big believer of that. Like, who you are internally, you can always duplicate your results if you've achieved them yourself before. And one of the hardest bits when you when you step on this ledge of the void to lean into something new is coming to terms with the fact that you are not the person maybe you thought you were. Like, I'm not sure if you've ever done that before where you see, like, an athletic competition. I have example for me. I would see CrossFit competitions every now and then, and I used to hang shit on CrossFit all the time. I was um, Monday to Monday chest day, gym bro for life. Like that isn't a real pull up. Um, always taking the piss out of CrossFit. When I put myself into one of these workouts, I was yeah, I was much stronger than a lot of people in that specific workout. Yet I was miles behind, and I didn't realize the exhaustion that I would reach so quickly from never training like this and this is exactly what i mean like the thought of doing something and actually doing it is very different another example was when i worked with a mentor when i was in my mid-20s i always had this dream and this was like from the ages of like 1920 i wanted to speak on stages i wanted to speak at schools like i wanted to be a motivational speaker yet i'd never taken an action to do it and i thought i'd be good at it and then i started recording videos like this and if i could share these with you 
it's not good. It's not good. I thought I was going to be a lot, lot better. As soon as the camera came on, I didn't know what to say. I was stumbling over my words. I didn't even know what the hell I was speaking about. Yet with time and practice, I got better and better. And then when I went to speak at schools, I spoke to schools. The kids were crying. They were coming up to me. They were sending me messages on social media after, like how much I'd impacted them. But for me, after doing that for a little while, it wasn't the thing that truly lit me up. And there was a lot of self-judgment. And this is what I mean when like ego death and the, the idea of doing something is very different than actually doing it. I thought that would have filled my cup. I thought that would have truly lit me up, but it wasn't. What truly lit me up was starting to work with business owners and more developed, capable humans because I knew the level they could play out was very different from a kid in school. Like that has its time and place, but it's for someone who genuinely loves that. And for me, it was a big, it was a big look in the mirror. Like, am I a bad person? I'm helping kids. I'm helping them overcome these things. They're having breakthroughs. They're coming together. They're supporting each other. But it didn't really light me up. And that's okay. Um, your purpose in life, a lot of people will never actually discover it because their expectation of it is something different than what it is. And when you have an expectation around how something should be, you never allow yourself to truly be what really is your purpose because you'll think of a thing and you'll start having excitement around a certain topic or subject or business model or or project and you'll start to think oh no I need to be doing something different because the expectation is to do that when actually the thing that truly lights you up is something else and we live in an age where you can monetize almost anything online like anything so it comes back to knowing what you truly want in life and the only way to know is to do. Like, I can't sit here and tell you what it's going to be like and you just make up your decision of your life purpose from that. No, no, you need to go out there and actually do it. And you need to try a few shoes on to see which one actually fits. You've probably been in that space in the store when your mom makes you walk up and down when you're younger and buying shoes and go for a run in them, try them on, and then you're like, oh, maybe these are a bit too big. That's exactly what business is like when you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want to do. And to this edge, it's also very difficult because now your focus, your conscious awareness is only on a different thing. Think about a camera lens. You know, if you zoom out, it's very wide. It's focusing on all these different things. Yet, if you start saying to yourself, I want to build an e-com store online, well, you're going to, your focus, your, your focus of awareness is going to come all the way in purely to that. An example would be when you're scrolling social media, you'll see an e-com ad. You'll see the title, you'll see the photo they use, you click through, you look at the landing page, you look at the copy they use, you look at the items, you look at the pricing, you look at all these things. Yet, if you hadn't made a conscious decision to look at e-com, you'd scroll straight past that. People are going to photos of your friends going out, drinking, partying, holidays, all that stuff. So, when I mean your focus is like this, when you're not sure on what you want to do and what you want to build, it is everything. And when you're looking at everything, you're actually looking at nothing because it's so scattered and blurred. It's like it's out of focus everywhere. Yet when you bring that when you bring that lens into the thing you truly want, everything else is like when they zoom in on an actor on, in a camera and their face is in like complete depth and detail, maybe like this lens is right now, and everything blurs away to the side. It's not that everything around isn't there anymore. It's still there. Your focus is just on this this one thing. And maintaining that focus can be hard. Like your conversations are now different. So maybe you hang out with a different social circle. Maybe you just have 
separated yourself from social circles, which very much what I had to do. Um, I went through a stage in my life in 21, 22, 23, around there, where I was going out every single weekend. Like I was taking MDMA on Friday and Saturday night. I, work was terrible Monday. Work was terrible Tuesday. Work was okay Wednesday. Thursday, can't wait for the weekend. Friday, Saturday, do it again. And I was in this cycle for a couple of years and I got to a point where I was like, hold on, like, this can't be it. Like, I'm draining my bank account every single week because I used to drift out at racetracks in my car and I'd spend it on that and then I'd spend it on partying. And then I'd go through the cycle again. And it took me 18 months, two years to be like, I want something more from life. There has to be more than this. This can't just be it. Like, I really hope I'm not signing up for this life the rest of my time. And I'm really glad I didn't continue going out and consuming that amount of drugs consistently over a long period of time as well. And from there, I needed to, I needed to cultivate different relationships, different friendships in my life, because it is very hard to maintain habits and standards and goals when you're in an environment that doesn't align with that because you'll consistently be tested and you'll consistently be reminded and encouraged to come back to that life. So where you're going, not everyone could come. And sometimes that, that first step to the edge of the void is the hardest one to do because it's so familiar. It's so comfortable. It's so known in that space with the people around you and you think and the things you do, oh, I can just stay here. I'll figure it out later. I'll push it back to a week. I'll do it on Friday. I'll do it on Monday. I'll do it in the new year. Oh, it's I'm already committed to this thing. Like fill in the blank of the excuse to not do the thing you want to do. And if you're watching this and if you're in that space or maybe you're halfway through this or you're further along the journey, if you're further along the journey, rewind, think back to what you would have rated your life out of 10 then. And if you're in this place right now, I want you to take a moment and think to yourself from one to 10, how would I rate my life? Like, what would I give that score in every area? My health, my wealth, my finances, my relationships, my impact, my income, my family, my contribution to the world, all these things, like full spectrum. Because for me, when I was in building a construction for eight years, if you were to ask me on year five or six, I would have told you my life was 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. It's pretty good. You could just do with some more money, you know. Yet, when I stepped away from that and I stepped into something new and I moved over to Bali and I joined a personal development startup and I built my coaching business and now I have the life I have. If I am to look back at the life I had back then, it would be like a 2 or 3 out of 10. So, it's interesting when we have a different experience, how our paradigm, our view of the world shifts. Because now what was an 8 out of 10 back then for me is now a 2 out of 10. So imagine if my life right now is an 8 out of 10 again, like what is possible on the other side of that? And that's why you work with mentors, you work with coaches, you work with consultants, you would consume online content, personal development content, self-help books, because your current conscious awareness of the world is so minuscule and so small. And I don't mean that like I have got it all figured out and I can see 100% of reality. No, like I haven't had as many experiences as a lot of other people. And if you're at the start of the journey and you're rating your life an 8 out of 10, but you know you're stuck in a job you hate and you haven't done anything else, well, you don't have the experience to back up that rating of your life because 
your 10 will expand and it will expand over time. The more you lean into the uncomfortable, the more you lean into things you're uncertain of and you haven't tried before. I can guarantee you, if you truly understand your purpose, your passion, the things that excite you in life, not only will you make a lot more money, but you'll have a much greater impact because it genuinely excites you. It lights you up. You will go to work and it will give you energy instead of sucking your soul every single day. And one of the things that is so hard when you're, in, when you're stuck in that space is a lot of the times people aren't even aware of it. They're like, this is just how it is. Uh, yeah, like the boss is emotionally manipulative every single day and I wish I could have an extra $20,000 a year, but you know, that's how it is. I'm tired at the end of the day and this is all I can do right now. Like, I, I, I don't want to seem condescending at all, but the belief you accept to be true will be true about you and you will set your own glass ceiling. Like, there needs to be a moment in your life where you have this catalyst, you have Maybe it can be a catalyst or an epiphany, or maybe it can be slowly chipped away over time and you slowly start to realize there's so much more out there because there is. And if you don't want to start a business, that's okay. I would say create something, start a project around something you truly love that lights you up. It could be a purpose project. It could be a charity project. It could be editing your first ever video and you don't know how to edit. I'm not saying you need to monetize all this. Like, it doesn't have to always be around income. What I'm inviting you to do is, instead of just consuming all the time, step into a place of creation. Because when you step into a place of creation, the neurons that fire in your brain, the dopamine you get from creating something, don't limit yourself. It can be gardening. It can be woodwork. Like I said, it could be videography, photography, podcasting. It could be graphic design. Like, it can be singing, music, it can be literally anything. So when you step into this place, you will start to learn and move and groove in different avenues and different spaces and you'll find what is your thing. In summary, I want to leave you with this today. The purpose conversation, I've got a full process. I take clients through the purpose process, but if you are looking for something right now, if you're looking to implement something new in your life to create new opportunities or just some excitement from the mundane day to day, the, your purpose simplified is as simple as this, you know, find three things you're good at, find three things you enjoy doing or you actively speak about all the time that people can't shut you up about, three things that people ask your advice on because usually there will be something in there and don't limit yourself again, friendship groups, family friends, people online, people at work, people at the gym. It can be anything people ask your advice on. They normally, because they're coming to you because you're a place of expertise or slightly beyond the level they're currently at. And the big one, three things you won't shut up about or spend your time consuming. Now, I don't mean Facebook. I don't mean Instagram. Like what are the things you consume out of that? It might be NBA. It might be sport. It might be chess. I'm only going with sports because sports are on my mind right now. It might be bodybuilding. It might be horse riding. It might be building. It might be architecture. It might be Shark Week. Like something in there will light you up and genuinely excite you moving forward. Now, if you're looking to monetize this, grab a pen and paper. What I mentioned before, all those things, fill all those things out and start looking at what companies or people online operate in that space. Do they create documentaries do they create movies do they create coaching programs like in that space you're talking about how are they impacting the world in that current 
in that current circle you just painted with the things you listed out. Write a list. Write a list of 50 people in this space and message them. Message them one thing they like you like about them, one thing that stands out about what they do or who they are, and a reason why you want to work with them, why you want to work for them, what you can bring to the table. Right now, don't overcomplicate it. Just get out there, send 50 messages, and see what happens. If you really want to pursue this, and if you really do want to monetize your purpose and build something amazing, drop me a message. I can definitely help out with that. The reason I share this piece of advice was it was the exact thing that shifted for me. Back in about 2017, for reference, it's 2024 now. We're a few days into the new year. This is what I'd done. I found people online that were in spaces that I wanted to work in, and I just messaged them. I messaged them and I messaged them. Now, I don't don't turn into a creepy stalker messaging all the time and, hey, check your inbox. Hey, check your inbox. Did you see my message? Like, you can do that. I appreciate a bit of a hustle, but it's also super annoying if people have large followings because there's so many DMs flying all the time. Get creative. Shoot a video message. Shoot an audio message. Email them. Find out who works in their company. Email something else in their company. Like, if it's a really big company or someone really big in the space, I'm sure there's dozens of people in their circle of influence and in their workspaces that you can message. I share this because this is exactly the thing I've done. I messaged um, a creator, a really big creator. He had about 1.5 million at the time. And I messaged him and said, look, right now I have six months of savings to fly out to LA to work for you for free. I want to shadow everything you do. I don't mind if I've got to get coffees. I don't mind if I've just got to sit on the editing room floor. I don't mind if I've got to hold lighting. I want to commit because I can see what you're doing in the world and I want to be a part of it. We went back and forth with a few messages. Obviously, didn't end out going down that way, but more opportunities came from that from messaging other people as well. Like People don't know who you are unless you share that. And people don't know what you want unless you directly ask for it. Signing off. You are only ever one message, one phone call, one piece of content, one relationship, one breakup, one dollar, one email, one text away from a brand new life. The toughest part is showing up and taking that action every single day. But once you get in that momentum, once you start taking that action, you increase your baseline to what is the new normal and you'll start to get different results and grow and develop because action is the key thing that 99% of people miss. 99% of people who watch this video will watch it and leave it at that. They won't even take a note from the video. Be that 1% that implements from content you watch. It doesn't have to be mine. It can be anyone's online. Find something from each piece of content you consume, action it, implement it, and grow from there. Guys, my name is Mikhail Kuha. This has been an enjoyable video to record from you, for you guys. The void between leaving friendship groups and skill acquisition. This is a very pivotal time in your journey. Once you get here, if you get past here, you will experience more voids in life that you need to lean into. I definitely encourage you to find voids, to lean into them and grow beyond them and use that as a bridge to a higher version of yourself. As everyone else says on here, comment, subscribe, do all that cool shit. We'll chat soon. Peace.